0: well you have found godfather cliff notes for the mind and soul i'm greg heineke a middle school principal and a learner for life
1: and i'm keith long learner for life lutheran pastor writer dad of two small children husband <laughs> uh all all the things <laughs> yep, you are you are all the things are you a movie lover I am a movie lover. I was recently asked a question. What do I like more books or movies? Oh, it was really hard, but yeah, movies. It's, it's a good movie. Just will always take the cake. It's like 51 to 49%, but it's
0: still movies. Oh, very interesting. I, I, I might agree. I, it, it's tough. I, I don't want to put those two together. You, you, they're different mediums. You enjoy them for different different reasons, maybe. I, I don't know. But we are going to um, talk about movies today because we have made it through quite the year and a half. We've missed out on many events um, that kept us motivated, like uh, being with friends and going to things like movies. But we're resilient, and we have been able to catch a show recently, and we'll talk about that, as this episode will prime the pump, hopefully, and get you excited to maybe go in and take some action and see a movie yourself. So, Keith, are you ready to be in the hot seat? It's been a little while. Yeah, I, I am ready to be in
1: the hot All right. seat. Bring it. So,
0: we're going back to um, A Quiet Place. So, it's it's the first one, I believe... Um, so. It's just called the quiet place. Correct. The second one is, is just part two and then they'll do part three. They just add in that on is that, yeah, you know,
1: it's, it's a quiet place, a quiet place, part two. And I'm guessing the third will be a quiet
0: place, part three. Okay. So to, to help you, because uh, it's been a while, um, I'm going to just, they're just true and false. Okay. And this, is, this is season four. Um, so we just do four questions and I, th- I think you'll do pretty well, but we'll see. I, I like to put that pressure on because when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it's like, and now. ball. Down, <laughs> down he goes. <laughs> no, I think these will be pretty good. I think they're very interesting. So this is from Screen Rant. And it is um, 10 Though we're going to do four unheard behind the scenes facts about A Quiet Place. Okay. Oh, sweet. True or false. John Krasinski played the monster in a motion capture suit. <laughs> false it was true what yep so the final design of the monsters actually wasn't nailed down until they were in post-production so it's kind of a tricky question but on the set he played the monster in a motion capture suit in the first few screen tests in fact um <laughs> it was so laughable that uh the audience didn't like it. The producers were panicking and worrying, <laughs> um, but then the magic of cinema and CGI, you know, covered them all up and made it a a real a real scary. So creature. they tried to live action that instead of CGIing. Well, I don't know if they just. Do you think they did? Um, what comes to mind is like Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, yeah. where they had you know they had an actor or Jar Jar Binks. From Star Wars, you know, they had an actor there, um, but then CGI went in and overlaid it, I guess. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but...
1: Well, I'm always wondering when they CGI, because, you know, the actors, when they're acting, they don't see any of that. That's all in post. So it does make you wonder, is the director, which John Krasinski was, is he, you know, what kind of direction is he giving them? And then it makes you wonder, maybe he's acting it out so that they they can see something right. in their physical space. But that would be that would be. I mean, yeah, it'd be hard to do without without laughing, you know. And it's like I know. You know, the whole
0: seriousness of it. Like I I just want to laugh. Yeah i i I can envision that, and because I've seen um, similar like the making of different movies and things when there isn't anything there, and I'm amazed that the actors can do so well when nothing is there. So to have something there could have backfired. But anyway, (laughs) so the answer was true. Yeah. All right. Oh, for one. Thanks, Greg. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I love it. All right. Number two, you got this one. All right. Number two, true or false. The original script only had one line of spoken dialogue. Oh, oh man. Um, Again, you got to think back to the very first one. I know either the second one's fresh in your...
1: Yeah, I... I'll say true. Correct. The original
0: right. script by Brian Woods and Scott Beck, they had only one line of spoken dialogue. Um, after John Kaczynski came on board, he made revisions, and the final film ended up with around 25 lines. Huh. So... um any guess? I mean, you don't have to be on the minute, but I find, again, more some, some interesting trivia built from that would be how far into the film um, before that first line was spoken, you know? Like, t- just take a shot. Oh, in the I'd, dark. I'd say 20 minutes at least. 38. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh. I
1: know. I mean, because like, they're, they're, it's not that they're not speaking they're just using sign language right right you know so there is dialogue but it's, it's through sign language um, but yeah I remember being in the theater and it just was so intense because it's just so quiet and you're like getting you know like you hear people munching their popcorn and yep. they're you know crinkling the wrappers
0: and you're just like Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep okay uh, yeah. alright question three is about Emily Blunt. True or false, Emily Blunt nailed the bathtub scene in one take. That's where she's giving birth. I'll say true. Yes. The pivotal scene in which Emily Blunt's character climbs into a bathtub, tries to stay silent while giving birth, was nailed in just one take. Oh, good for her. That was I know. so good. Like,
1: oh, man, just just brutal to watch, like, for those who've been through Childbirth, uh, you know, in the well, you and I've obviously been in the delivery room, but like, I mean, oh, no, under those circumstances, they they really, I think, resonated with the audience on that scene.
0: Uh, just the cinematography, mm-hmm. again, the, the all just everything put together so so well done. All right, last one then. Um, true or false, the opening scene was actually shot last. And it was specifically because of John Krasinski's beard. I'll say true on that
1: one. Yeah.
0: Quiet Place was shot in 36 days. And the opening sequence set a few months before the event of the plot, setting up the, um, well, I won't read that part because there may be people who don't know the end. Um, But the idea being that um, he needed to have a a shorter beard. So they went back. He trimmed it up and then made that, um, they shot that scene. So, The the first, the the first was actually the last. I'm going to give you a bonus yeah. though because you made a reference to it. So here's your bonus: um, true or false? Theater owners hated a quiet place because the silence made audiences less likely to buy popcorn.
1: Yeah, I'd say true.
0: Yes, <laughs> they they yeah. didn't want to like that's where they make their money. So. The theaters, they actually were concerned because while it was a great success, people weren't buying any of the snacks and popcorn in particular because people would be eating it and making so much noise that the moviegoers were making nasty faces and different things about it. And I actually kind of remember that um, Mm -hmm. because it it was just so unlike anything I'd ever been at before when, when we saw it, that it was completely quiet. Yep. I mean, you're, you're, you're literally just glued to the, to the whole thing.
1: And it's, it's the intensity that it required of your, for your attention. But then it's just like, you're, I wasn't breathing. Yeah. You you (laughs) know, it wasn't just silent. It was just like, you weren't breathing and it was so well done with some of those dramatic scenes that um, any little thing that distracted you from, it's just such a well-done movie and a a great concept that you didn't want anything to ruin the experience.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad I saw it
1: in the theater. Uh, Yes. It just wouldn't, I haven't watched it yet with Rebecca at
0: home, but I know it won't be quite
1: the same as,
0: as, as uh, as the theater. Yeah. My kids have seen it, but again, Karin hasn't either because I saw it with you. So I I do want to see it again now that we saw the second one. So let's just, we won't reveal, we won't do any spoilers or anything, but, you know, it's it's been a week, I think, a week and a day since we yeah. saw a Quiet Place Part 2, Um and we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, just as good, better. We didn't talk about, you know, the comparison to the first one. Yeah, I, I, I would rate it the same. I mean,
1: I honestly would. I, I think I had... uh I, I think if it... The tie goes to the original. Sure. But... It was pretty,
0: pretty great for a sequel. Yeah, I think they did a really nice job. I'm I'm, knowing that they have a part three. I think it's very well done that it's like an episode, if you will. At least that's the way I was thinking about it is the first one was fantastic, but this one was really good and it was just more of that story.
1: Yeah, um, you, you picks up right in the middle at the first one, and then yeah. the second one gives you that all um, awesome backstory, and and again, done really really well. Uh, not cheesy, uh, definitely, you know, deserve, deserving of you know the kind of that suspense. Definitely, yet there was development of the characters, and
0: I just I can't say enough good things. I'm,
1: yeah. Uh, just really really well done yeah
0: so if if you haven't seen the first one i think you would want to be able to try and see that you i mean you'd enjoy the second one but i, I really think you'd enjoy it more if you go and watch the first one and then go grab um you know some popcorn because they <laughs> have some some music and soundtrack and whatever in, in yeah. this particular one um and we were able to see it on um, an imagine screen, and they called it what was it? An E screen? What what did they yeah, call it's,
1: it? Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, it's an it's a uh, E screen, floor to ceiling. Okay, very cool. And we
0: were the only ones in the
1: theater. Only ones in the, <laughs> in the direct center, like uh you know back center. Yeah, reclining seats. So uh, fun! And, so fun. Know. Greg, of course, always, uh, you know, uh, classic Greg smuggles in his his, sne- his treat. Yep. Got to have uh, a little something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good well,
1: previews, too. We did, we, that's the one thing we didn't talk about. There were some pretty good previews in there.
0: Yes. Well, because nothing's been in the theater. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, uh, they're waiting to slowly, um, you know, release them kind of one by one. So everyone can go see that one and then go on to the next one. I am I'm not sure when kind of the releases will be back at uh yeah. more more typical release dates and such but cuz it's it's summer this is blockbuster time it
1: is and I would be I I think I'm going to start paying attention a little bit more to the numbers because I mean yeah we went we went last week uh there's nobody uh granted it was during during the day on a weekday but yeah uh I hope that it recovers because there's there's quite a few that I'm sure had to close,
0: you know, permanently. Yes, I, I think so too. Well, yeah, I hope all the best for theaters because while I watched a lot of movies during the year and a half at home and I still watch a lot of movies, it's just that movie going experience. Truly, it, mm-hmm. it's, really, it's cliche, but there isn't anything like it when you can have... You know, the sound of these monsters running around your head because you're sitting there (laughs) and it's going through each of the different speakers and such. Um, And again, the size of the screen, uh, just to be completely in the dark. Uh, I I can't get enough of it. I know.
1: And I was I I was flailing around in this like <laughs> arms up in the air. Yeah. Audible gasps. Yeah, and... you,
0: you jumped a couple times for <laughs> I sure. Definitely. I mean, even when you yeah, know it's just, just cool, it's a cucumber,
1: coming. and nothing phases you. You're just like cruise control, and I am just like, Oh jeez, go, yep. come on. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Very true. They were they. uh I I can't get it. And and maybe that's part of it too. Is. uh because I hadn't, we hadn't been to a movie for so long that it, you know, that was it. Um, and Mm -hmm. built it up to be a little bit more even, but I'm certainly okay with that. So the other thing we were going to maybe touch base on, um, and we've, we've talked about it before on previous seasons, but we now have a national holiday. We have, Mm -hmm. um, we've, we're, we're beyond it now. Um, but we had a national holiday for Juneteenth. Um, so we're recording this on Wednesday and it was last Saturday. Um, you know, thoughts on what you've read or heard or did. What do you, what, what do you think about uh, Juneteenth?
1: Well, we, we, uh, last year for Juneteenth, we bought from a, uh, black owned, uh, restaurant. Okay. Uh, and did take out for Juneteenth this year. We, we didn't do that. Uh, so um, we, my wife and I, uh, definitely knew that it was Juneteenth, but we were we were doing something else this year. But I we we talked you know at length with the kids about you know what it is. Yep. And it just still baffles me that that Texan slaves didn't know for two
0: years, two and a half, I two did and did a some half more like two and a half years. Yeah. Just
1: I, I ju- it just baffles me how. On just absurd that is that that it went that long before they before they knew and just thinking like how like pissed <laughs> if it was me yeah especially if you 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 know if if somebody that you love you know died because of the conditions mm-hmm. of slavery during that time or you know just all the preventable hardship that that could have taken place uh and and about obviously the loss of of just the the greatness of of that freedom yeah um which we of course know you know now that how great was it really you know like they were still shunned and they were still exactly looked down upon spat upon they were still condemned and there was it's just like it was um still very difficult for, for many slaves but uh, but still two and two and a half years without getting getting the word uh, yeah and, and, and then it also begs the question like how many of those slave owners knew and withheld
0: it yeah well and then i did, did a little more research on top of that because it was communication like you're you're referencing it and there was also a piece about that so the amounts emancip- of emancipation proclamation could only um only affected those states where there was where the army was in control and it had not been in that region or part of texas or whatever and and i'm embarrassed to say like i don't know by the states and when they became states and territories and such along along um those lines but um that was part of it and so when that was able to happen then um it happened specifically on, on June 19th. And that led to this. And, and as Mm -hmm. you're saying, I think it's a matter of um, it's celebration and um, protest because Mm -hmm. yes, they had freedom. Like, okay, you finally, after all this time you're free, but they, they really weren't, I mean, where were they going to go? They, there was confusion and violence. Like you said, they weren't treated well. It wasn't like, Hey, celebrate Mm and all of a sudden became almost worse. So right. it, it's a matter of also, um, this African American was talking about, um, he's a professor and was talking about needing to continue to m- be mindful of it and and remember with action and and reflect on it that it is a celebration, but it's a celebration with protest mm-hmm. and to honor the resilience that um they've been able to do. And and it, I get clearly, um, it, it's still going on, still challenges, still today, um, mm-hmm. and and so. I, I, I love it. I really think it's, it's, it's so great, and, and we, again, we've been talking about it for a while, and I know um, the black communities have been celebrating it for a long while, and so to, to have it be a national holiday day is, is fantastic. Hey, a little trivia related to that. When was the last national holiday um, created? Do you know?: Ooh,: uh, I mean Martin, has, Lu- Martin Luther King. You got it. Perfect. Yep. Martin Luther King. So 1983, Martin Mm -hmm. Luther King was, so that was the last uh, national holiday until Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, I I really do. And I hope we can continue to celebrate more um, and, and that the protests and things will hopefully eventually with the need to do that will no longer be there. Yeah. I just, I hope
1: the education piece, you know, continues or, or, or maintains in the schools and and parents continue to have those conversations, just how important that is. Yep. So, the, uh, the, the theme song for
0: 2020 right there? I, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, being, being resilient on the positive side and having to be because we have been so depleted um, over all this time. And that's, that's our fodder for this evening. It, um, the title, it's a long title, is actually Your Surge Capacity is Depleted with the subtitle It's Why You Feel Awful. So I found this article, it actually is from April 2020 in Elemental by Tara Haley. Um, And she is writing about this pandemic. And I found it and read the whole thing and shared it with uh, you, obviously. And you're like, awesome, great article, too bad I didn't have it like a year ago. (laughs) And and I thought, exactly right. And I reread it again and I thought, you know what? While it's specific to a pandemic, this idea of um, a surge capacity and being able to be resilient and, and overcome and recover um, is something that we, we can all continue to need and, and will we'll need in the future with hopefully no more or um, less impactful things like pandemics and such.
1: Well, so- and I think grief, you know, grief it, it, I think it's a great response to, to any kind of grief, especially the harder... Uh, losses that that you accrue, uh, yeah. in, in, in recognizing that you you can only do so much, you know. When when you take a hit, you know. Yeah.
0: So, have you heard of surge capacity before?
1: I've heard of a very like a yeah. It wasn't called that, but yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I have heard kind of that same philosophy.
0: Yeah, and and I'm sure it's been it it has variations, iterations. Um, this is from. Ann Mastin, who actually is a PhD at the U of M uh, and, and she's in child development and talks about surge capacity as a collection of adaptive systems, both mental and physical, that humans draw on in order to survive um, a, a truly stressful situation. And, and specifically things like natural disasters come to mind, as you mentioned, like with grief, but, but those are short. And this has been obviously unprecedented. That's been overused. But the surge capacity being where this lasted for so long, in fact, for many people still, um, not so much maybe in the United States, but elsewhere, they're still dealing with this on a mm-hmm. high, high level of mm-hmm. chaos um, and, and how to be able to, to make it through. And then eventually, because um, research has been done on the recovery, well, you know, we are just at it right now, arguably, is that we are now being able to open things up and go to movies and see shows and hug friends and, and family members and whatnot. And so to, to be able to she, she's writing um, about she, she can't handle it and she's just wondering why she can't think properly. She can't process um, just struggling day after day, um, especially on being uh, an overachiever. Because being an overture myself, if you will, or, you know, that's kind of a negative term, but someone who likes to solve problems or someone who is um, results oriented, that, that, that's me. I like to get things mm-hmm. done and you're into the routine and you like to control things. Well, clearly no control, right? No mm-hmm. solutions are possible in the circumstance like this. So she had a hard, hard time and decided uh, to write this and talk about search capacity and having it be where something that is ambiguous or, you know, intangible, how we can handle some tips and things to do that are similar to the tangible, like, you're, like you talked about with loss. Indeed.
1: Yeah. Uh, lots of, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to just jump into some of the, the techniques, yeah. but uh, you know, the first one that, that mm-hmm. I that jumped out to me and that resonated was just that expecting less, less of yourself. Uh, and kind of lowering the bar for your output during yeah. during those times when your tank gets gets depleted. And I remember doing this. I just remember, you know, some days I just accomplished very little, and gave myself grace to to be okay with that, and to just I'll, just to to just be, you know, yeah, uh, to just be in it, and and to get the basics done uh you know i was staying home with the kids and you know it was you know we often me and my staff often talk about like i'm a terrible now i'm a terrible employee and i'm a terrible dad you know (laughs) like i'm doing both very poorly (laughs) yeah uh and or you know you you start to knock one out and then the other one suffers or whatever and sure it was really hard to do
0: both do you remember consciously like being conscientious of that to, to give yourself grace? Because, you know, you, we are in a pandemic and, and again, you weren't probably thinking your surge capacity is going down, but do you remember it being a conscientious, you know? Yeah.
1: I think the first couple of weeks, it was just pure survival mode. Yeah. You know, and it was, and that's when of course the tank was depleted, right? Like just, everything was off and we had just moved and, in, and in, in, uh, we had just bought, you know, closed on a house and it was just, just a perfect storm of stress was going on. And, and uh, so, yeah, I think the first couple of weeks, if not month was, of course in the headlines or watching all the death count go up and, yeah. then you know, there's just so much was going on. And then I, you know, then about the second, third, I, I do remember, you know, kind of like, okay, I today, you know, I am going to watch something on Netflix just for me. Yeah. And I know that it's it's not work, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm going to do it because I need to replenish some of my creative juices cuz I'm not getting them from the stimulation of being out in the world. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to have to manufacture some of that as a creative writer that I, that I am uh, during, you know, writing these sermons and, you know, continuing coming up with material to, you know, cause I was called, I was asked to be a cheerleader for the entire pandemic.
0: I bet. Yeah. Uh, I, I, bet. I
1: couldn't take a, a, a Sunday off, you know, I, there was just, I constantly had to try to make sense of it, come up with something inspirational, comforting, whatever. So, you know, the way I would, get there, uh, varied week to week, day to day, you know, and, and, and so there was a lot of grace and a lot of, um, expecting, not exactly expecting, um, you know, the highest quality thing. And yet I still was working really hard to do just that thing. So then I had to, then I had to work extra
0: hard, you know, on, on the back end of it to, to rest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you were depleted. Yes. And th- that was, again, one of her other tips was about accepting that life is different, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in that there there isn't you can control the response. You can't control, you know, the circumstances. The, the one that the initial one that stood out to me was experiment with both and thinking. Mm-hmm. And that that one really um, resonated with me because it, it's the duality of we're, we're in such a comparative culture where you're always kind of trying to keep up with the Joneses or getting the next, you know, step on that ladder and such. And she, she talked about the, the need to see, you know, a both. And so this is horrible. All these people are dying um, and we're, we're losing out on opportunities, et cetera. But then at the same time, you're able to be home with your kids. You're mm-hmm. able to be able to you know, spend some time that you wouldn't have been able to spend because you'd be running all over to the different things that they normally would do, right? So you could go on walks or play board games or things like that. I thought that is a, a great um, mentality at least to have um, hopefully when things are challenging and that we're not in a pandemic, but to be able to see it, it's, it's seen the good and the bad in, mm-hmm. in the situation, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. is the way that I, I looked at it.
1: Yeah. It's being in the, it's being in the pit, but leaning into the, yes, you know, the relationships that you're in the pit with. Uh, yes. And I think that's an important thing to remember and keep in front of you. You know, because I think that is how even even if it's you know even if those people are also the source of your anxiety and stress at times <laughs> true uh, it, it, you know it's it's trying to also tap into the the strength that they give you and and I know that there's a lot of people that were single and isolated during this time and and how hard you know that would be and and how much of a different kind of uh, strategy that they needed to take in order to keep, keep themselves going. Yeah. You
0: know? um, so she talked about looking for activities and she mentions old and new that would fulfill you. So if you, if you were single and, and, and working at home, not, not necessarily being single, but think of how zoom or Google Meet, like how there's no way life I, life obviously changed drastically but can you imagine if if you didn't have the ability to you know call someone in a in a video chat or a meeting or anything in in that regard like oh my goodness and and for me especially because we were doing distance learning and we had in-person learning and we'd flip back and we'd do a hybrid thing and we were going this this and that way almost every month um and so without that Uh, But but to come up with maybe some activities or things that you wouldn't have done before. I know we were playing games with my brother and his girlfriend in a in a different state. Um, We just figured out how to project the board or, Mm. you know, or Mm -hmm. do the do the games that you don't necessarily need to to be on a board or we'd roll for them or he had dice. So Mm. just just trying to do things that you normally had done um, fulfilling, but do them in a different way. What's that quote? Necessity breeds invention, or something like that. Yes, I think that's that's close enough for
1: me. And that's yeah. exactly what you know the creativity you know, for me. Like I got to tap back into my film background and uh, and coming up with creative ways to present you know messages and teach and check in with the congregation and and I I wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have done that without a without the the circumstances and
0: yeah. Do, do we, As we move forward and as we kind of start to wrap things up, I mean, this both and and then fulfillment and such, I mean, can you, are, are we far enough past, if you will, where you can look back on what you tried to do and and, and you learn from them and you're going to try to utilize them moving forward? Or is it kind of more or less, that, that was a horrible experience and I wrap it up and I don't want to think about it.
1: No, I I definitely think... I came out of it with a lot more. I don't know if appreciation is a word, but just kind of, um, you know, perspective yeah. on on how important it is to 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 find ways to to you know give yourself a hug, you know, yeah, <laughs> find ways to to keep yourself going and and how unconventional. I think the article talks about you know embracing of the irrational. Uh, Mm -hmm. at times and, and how sometimes, you know, it really does go counter, you know, counterintuitive or counter cultural or, you know, like you just have to do the weird sometimes in order to, uh, to build that resilience up, to maintain your emotional health and your, Mm -hmm. and your balance and, uh, and how I think it, you know, they talked about how, you know, one day just do nothing, (laughs) you know, like you you just do nothing. And then you go to bed that night with the intention of you're going to achieve something the next day. Yeah. And, and, and you take those wins, however small they come. And I, and I, again, I relate that to the grief process for me where I just, you know, I remember being deep, talk about both. And, you know, when my, when my dad died, I just started a new call and it was both. And, you know, one foot in the, you know, the joy, excitement of a of a new new call, and the other, just the pits of hell, you know, mm-hmm. and embracing that, you're it just is, and there's really you just you have to f- celebrate the wins when they're there, and lean in and embrace the loss, and 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 you you do that well too, yeah, and, and that can even be a win in just allowing yourself uh, to to grieve and and to, to you know to not accomplish you know yeah. and i think for americans in this the society that that probably felt and maybe that led to you know uh, again um well i hope it led to learning and i and i i think that it's okay uh to, to know that you don't have to just uh achieve 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 that i think it's just hard because you know you you, you you'd think oh, I don't want to waste. I don't want to waste a day. You know, I don't want to, but I don't know. Sometimes you just do, especially as that pandemic kept rolling on and rolling on and then it's yeah. got tough well, with the race. And then it was just like one thing after another. And, 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 uh, well they talk about it in kind of the social services field of, you know, compassion fatigue. There's just only so much there. There's a limit to everything. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I it it's recognizing maybe, uh, again, more on the mental side, you're referencing, like, I gotta get this, this thing done, achieve, achieve in that way. You can, you could have a successful day. If you define it as, you know, fulfilling, you know, filling your cup, let's say it like that, where, you know what, today is, is okay for me. I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to process or not process. I, I'm going to, Play games or not play games again to that fulfillment or to the grief. Recognizing that she talks about another tip being that you know grief isn't linear. I mean that's that's Mm -hmm. kind of a myth from the 60s or whatever that it goes through a cycle. And the 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 research is there, and all those pieces are there, but you don't go from this one now. I'm going to move to from grief, or I'm sorry, into like anger, into then like acceptance. Like no. You, you're you you move forward. You don't really move on. You're always going to have that loss, and so yeah. it's it's looking at it maybe in a different way. And I think, like you said, I I'm hopeful that um, when we go back to in person learning in the fall, that we we don't forget the past year because we did a heck of a lot of good things. Um, and and we need to we need to grow from from them and not to right. ignore them is is what I would say about that. Absolutely. Well, that is another episode. We thank you for listening and we hope that you join us again soon. Godfather artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis. Our theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Roda. And our tra- transition music this episode was from Jackson Brown.